As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. now. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obscurity Now, the show that takes a look at weird and retro uh, pieces of uh, movie, TV, video game, uh, comic books, and we decide if they should be tossed into the black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again, or remembered for the rest of time. Uh, I am uh, one of the hosts, Steve, and with me is a guy that moves his lips a lot, but never really says anything. It's <laughs> it's Yahel. Uh, see, I moved my lips, so I didn't really say much. Uh, Steve, you're uh, you're clairvoyant, hey. uh, a philosopher, much like uh, Andy. Yeah, man, there's some harsh yeah. truths in the movie that we're gonna uh, about to review here. Uh, Andy, the talking hedgehog, um, more than I was expecting to get uh, from such a film. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this movie, it's its all over the place. Yeah, let me start off by saying, uh, sorry? <laughs> um, but uh, it, it was, yeah, yeah. Man, it was weird. Like, I, I'll tell you this much. After like 15 minutes, man, I was like really tempted to just turn it off mm -hmm. and, and just like bullshit my way through it. It was just boring <laughs> as hell. But then by the end of the movie, I was like laughing. Yeah, oh, me too. Uh, me too. Yeah. Uncontrollably. So I, even now, I'm not sure how I feel about this movie. I know. I know. It's, uh, it's pretty crazy. And uh, well, I mean, I guess since we're already talking about it, uh, let's just uh, dive right in. What do you say? Yeah. Yeah, let's do All it. All right, here we go. Welcome to your feature presentation. All right, and uh, now we are in the Obscuratron, where we have a beautiful slideshow of all the awesomely mm. shot uh, footage of, and some BTS of uh, Andy the Talking <laughs> Hedgehog. Um, this picture looks so weird. It's Dean Kane with all the cheerleaders and his little girl. Um, I don't know. I just picture him like taking a similar picture like that at Hooters with a bunch of Hooters waitresses or something. Right, yeah. right. Because <laughs> I guess that's the age that he's at. It's weird. He looks old and young at the same time. Like, yeah, yeah, it's really weird. I guess it just depends like the angle that he's right, right, right. filmed at or whatever. Yeah, because sometimes I'm like, oh, look, there's a Lois and Clark Superman. And then when they move, <laughs> I'm like, oh, who's that? <laughs> Like someone's yeah. yeah, someone's dad. All right. Anyway, so yes, uh, dear viewer slash listener, we are um, talking about Andy the Talking Hedgehog, um, which is a uh, family film. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, man, that is. Uh, so, sometimes it's a family film. Sometimes I'm just like, I don't think kids should watch this. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, I have a um, theory that. I don't know. I'm thinking, do you think they actually wrote out the script 
or maybe just did an outline and sort of improv their way through it. Like I was kind of getting, um, I feel like they just put the camera on some people and was just like, okay, we're just going to run through this and you're just going to say whatever you want till we, you know, till we get it. I don't know. I mean, I definitely think like some scenes had to have been improv, right? Like mm. some of the hedgehog stuff or like right. the guy doing, uh, the writer, director, slash uh, voice of uh, the cat and Andy the Hedgehog, um, Joel. Right. Joel um, Paul yeah, he, Reisig. Reisig. Yeah, yeah. Reisig, mm-hmm. yeah. They call um, him JPR. Yeah. JPR. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm sure they do. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, so, you know, the scenes where he's kind of like talking about what the hedgehog is doing as if he is the hedgehog like that had to be improvised sure sure the scene with like dean kane and the hedgehog on the bed oh where, like, wait wait let's save that them. for later man that's uh <laughs> all right all right, all right. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay yeah. so let's um um dive right into the imdb here uh this movie was released uh, november 10th uh, 2018 uh and i'll just go ahead and dive into the uh, synopsis here okay After a girl's wish for all animals to have the ability to speak comes true, local robbers try to capture her talking hedgehog. Sort of? I mean, I guess they do. (laughs) Anyway, this... Well, did you, uh, upon your research, did you happen to come across what the initial description uh, for this movie was on IMDb? The original description. No, I only found this one. Oh, please. Uh, So, so I guess, like, the movie was... uh, announced quote unquote kind of like by Tara Reed on mm-hmm. her Twitter mm-hmm. account and uh you know like the quote unquote poster which she actually has said in interviews that she thought it was like really bad but like the poster was so bad it's good. Um uh, so she seems to have a pretty good sense of humor. Well this is the, the woman movie. who was in Sharknado so she pretty much has to yeah. Yeah. And and this was made like pretty much at the height of the Sharknado films this right, came out. Right, right. Um but anyways, I guess like somebody must have like seen that and went to IMDb and just like created the page and filled in their own description. And oh. uh, it was pretty funny. So the initial plot summary was Tara Reid brings her Oscar winning, excuse me, her Oscar award winning prowess to this documentary about a hedgehog that Dean Cain farted on, giving oh. it the ability to talk. It's a fun loving family movie that will for sure make you say, wowza, that's a stinky fart. Oh. And the... Uh, <laughs> Uh, and the summary was attributed to Scott Bale. Oh, nice. Oh, well, I did find a little something like that um, uh, down in the, uh, I guess, uh, user reviews slash comments. And it's the, the top, yeah, some re- funny reviews. top review on IMDb says, uh, Dean Cain deserves an Oscar. This is a brave movie about a man's descent into madness. Dean Cain perfectly depicts the struggle of addiction and depression as he battles his trauma in the manifestation of a talking hedgehog, which that's actually <laughs> pretty accurate. Like, <laughs> yeah, it kind of is like the movie ends up kind of turning into like halfway through, it becomes two separate movies in one right, kind of like, right. right. Uh, but uh, anyways, uh, did you want to talk about, uh, I know I usually talk about the cast, but did you want to talk about uh director producer oh, slash I've, voice actor, yeah, well, yeah. Joe Paul? Cause I know you did some research. Yeah. I mean, just basically, this uh, Joel Paul Reisig guy, uh, I guess he's uh, done quite a few films like this. Uh, he's also mm-hmm. directed, I mean, one of these has to be your favorite, I assume, Horse Camp, uh, Love Tale, Horse Dancer, and Baby Bulldog. Uh, and uh, yeah. yeah, basically. By the way, uh, Baby Bulldog, mm-hmm. uh, it's a film about a girl that wants a puppy. And you know who stars in that one? Who? Dean Kane and Tara Reed. Oh, wow. So, yeah, they must have, like, 
they must have met somewhere and really uh really hit it off um well this guy i'm sure you like found that he i guess created the production company the be your own hollywood yeah, production slash um, cult i think <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's another movie uh, made under that production company by this guy called A Dog for Christmas, oh, which is right. a film about a girl who wants a puppy starring Dean Cain once again and Dustin Diamond Screech from Saved by the Bell. And he, uh, R.I.P., right? He, isn't he dead? Yes. He made this before he dead. He, he was dead. Well, that's good. <laughs> I mean, otherwise it would have been like a weekend at Bernie's. Like, uh, <laughs> right. Uh um, there's also another, this guy does a lot of like animal films, I guess. So there's another one called Amanda and the Fox. Mm -hmm. And it's a film about a girl who wants a puppy, but this one does not star Dean Kane. And then the, uh, one of, there's two different horse movies. One of them, I can't remember which one does star Dean Kane. And, um, there's also a parent's worst nightmare, which is a drama about child sex trafficking starring Whoa, Dean, Dean Kane. Wow. Uh, yeah. And this guy looks, uh, pretty young too uh in his imdb picture uh also yeah kind of <laughs> i don't know questionable i don't know maybe i'm just looking at him through the wrong angle or something no yeah you're know. looking at him the, the right way <laughs> but um but just to like talk about the kind of movie this is like back in the 90s when i was reading like film books on uh you know independent filmmaking one of the genres that they um suggest like to to make if you actually want to sell it and make money is like kids slash family films uh, like this. <laughs> so right. uh, so yeah, and also you can use the excuse which I have a feeling he's got a tattoo. Paul uh, JPR uh, that's Joel Paul Reisig. <laughs> I think he's got a tattoo on his lower back that says I can make my production like terrible because kids won't care. Like <laughs> right. Um, right. And I've, I got that vibe as well. Yeah. Yeah. What, how would you describe the, um, like the cinematography of this film? <laughs> Man, it is, this is a weirdly shot film. Mm. Like, uh, and just before I answer that, did you in your research find that JPR here was also apparently like a boxer? Oh, I, saw, uh, I see a picture of him here shirtless. I, I mean, I could only assume that was from one of his like boxing matches. Uh, well, and he also charges people, at least at the time that this came out, I don't know if he still does, but he was charging people $395 to attend uh, seminars that he would hold on how to make and distribute movies. Wow. Oh, my. I mean, these these have to be making something since he keeps making yeah. them over and over again. Uh, and yeah. when I was looking for the trailer that I posted on Twitter um, a few days ago, maybe yesterday, like it's his YouTube page. And he's got a, um, a comment, you know, uh, uh, pinned to the top. And it says, mm -hmm. uh, he's like, hey, guys, like I, you know, this movie is made for like, you know, four to seven year olds. It's actually testing really well in our test audiences. Uh, but at the same time, I realize I may have made the worst possible movie of 2018. I've got a good sense of humor and I can handle it either way. <laughs> like, wow. OK. Hey, good on him. Right. Sure. I mean. I think it's I think it's obvious that he knows what he's doing, at least in a limited right. capacity. But at the same time, like as a artist, like wouldn't you want to make something better? Like you don't always have to like, you know, 
aim yeah. for the low hanging fruit, well, you know? <laughs> it I mean, he does have some other movies that are like, you know, not like that one about child trafficking. <laughs> you know, that's not a kid's movie, See, right? If this would have been his first movie, I could understand that. Like you got no money. You want to make something. Um, but uh so you but you want to sell it too, so you just go, I'm gonna make a kid's film, I'm gonna rip off Sonic the Hedgehog, and hopefully, you know, someone will pick it up. But I'm here on the IMDB, and this is like looks like it's like tenth or twelfth film. Like it's it's yeah. crazy. And well, I mean, he's not like putting a bunch of money into because so a parent's worst nightmare, the one about the child sex mm-hmm. trafficking with uh, Dean Kane. <laughs> It had an Indiegogo campaign that he, you know, made for it, and that it was only ten thousand dollars was the target. Wow! Now he may have some other funding from other sources, but um, one of the rewards, by the way, was t- the role of playing Dean Cain's wife. Oh wow! Whoa, man, so, that's actually pretty smart. I mean, it's kind of, you know, it kind of cheapens like acting and movie production. But at the same time, there's going to be, you know, some actress out there who's like, oh, that's my big break. Here you go. Take my money. Put me up there. Plus, I get to meet Dean Cain. Yeah. Some big Lois and Clark or uh, (laughs) or fan or maybe she's just a fan of crazy Fox News contributors, (laughs) uh, which is what Dean Cain does at his spare time now. Oh, that's um, so weird. Um, But yeah. uh, so yeah, just like mm -hmm. I I don't know, man. Just like you you had asked about the cinematography. Mm Um, no <laughs> like lights. Every once in a while. Yeah, dude, the lighting would change from literally one cut to the next. Like mm-hmm. it's the same scene in the same room. One person is talking. The lighting is one way. The next person is talking. The lighting is completely different. The exposure levels are different. Mm-hmm. Um, every once in a while, there'd be an okay shot here or there. Did, did you, but sometimes there were like hard cuts in the middle of somebody talking. Yeah. And, uh, they, they happened like two times that I noticed. I was like, what the hell? Right. Yeah, it was like, so I, bizarre. I, I don't like it when YouTube channels do that, let alone <laughs> like a film. Right. So, all right. So, basically, JPR's um, method for making movies is um, um, low input or small budget. And I guess big return because i mean another thing they tell you in these indie filmmaking books is to get a name no matter who it is get a name because no one's gonna watch a movie if you don't have if they don't know who they are so i guess maybe he he raised enough money for tara reed and dean kane and then everyone else and, and by everyone else i mean like the crew like behind the camera he was just like, uh, hey, you want to work on my film for free or for very low money? Uh, because, I mean, I would say the the people in front of the camera are generally pretty competent. Everything else is completely incompetent. So, Steve, this is a wonderful transition uh, opportunity, <laughs> that, that segue that, that you've given me. Because um, let me tell you about Dean Kane's time on the set. Okay. Uh, I found the, I, I really went down like a rabbit hole. With good, this good. Movie. Let's hear it. I, I found the Twitter account of someone who worked on uh, this film. They wouldn't say what they did, but uh, they worked uh, behind the scenes. And uh, they said uh, of Dean Kane, I don't know what Dean got as in what he got paid. Uh, he was only there for one day. And if I remember correctly, it was just one day's pay. He's one of the few people who actually got paid. Ooh. I worked throughout the whole film and never saw a scent that I was promised. Dang. Wow. Yeah. I mean, like when the credits rolled at the end, of course we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Like he's actually got a 
pictures of all the people who were involved? Just uh, just two of them. Right. Well, all right. I guess more specifically. Well, three. Himself and then the like DP, uh, the director. The, and I was yeah. like, there's a director of photography? I thought it was just JPR yeah. sitting behind a high eight camera like shooting this thing. Or mini DV at the pic- least. And, and the guy is pictured with a red camera? There's no way that was used. Right. Well, I mean, I guess like. Even the greatest cameras without decent lighting can look like trash. Um, but yeah, I can't imagine that uh, JPR sprung for a red for this. Well, thing. yeah, that's what I just mean. Like, because even just renting one is very <laughs> probably more than the whole budget for this film. Right. So. Yeah. He probably just uh, found a friend. He was like, "Hey, let me take a picture with your red. It'll make me look really credible." Um, right. Right. Wow, that's crazy. But uh, yeah. You know, and I know we're already like 20 minutes in and we haven't even like started talking about the plot. But uh, just one other thing. Did you when you were watching it, did you notice like the weird frame rate changes? Uh, like It would almost look like it's in, like in slow motion. I was watching this on a pretty small screen. So that didn't I didn't really pick up on that, unfortunately. My God, it happens. And at first I was like, well, maybe it's the because I watched it on Tubi and I'm like, maybe it's Tubi's service. But it's not. It would literally be like. Same scene, you know, uh, a camera's on one guy talking, then the camera switches to somebody else talking, and the other person would be like, like, the, I, I don't know if they filmed it maybe like at a different frame rate and then tried to like interpolate it to like, what, 24 frames a <laughs> right, second right. or something like, but it looked like it was actually uh, shot with less frames and they're trying to like interpolate like the extra frames. So yeah, you just see like this like weird blurring uh, between people's motions and they're talking at the normal speed. Mm-hmm. You know, the audio is normal. And then it would cut to like, you know, the next person in the room that they were just on and it, the camera's fine for them. So it would literally just be like certain shots that they just like screwed up while shooting it. And you just mentioned the word audio, like the sound in general is like pretty bad. I, I mean, you can at least understand the actors, but you can, um, you can definitely feel a difference in like the room tone. It's like nobody taught right. them how to, you know, uh, copy the room tone and like spread it up throughout the scene. So it's like even, right. um, yeah. Cause I, I was listening to this on headphones and that, that really like stood out to me, but, uh, yeah. Hey, kids don't care. Right. That's the uh, JPR motto. Yeah. Um, and someone must be buying these. Like, I mean, I, you know, I could see something like this showing up on a VHS in the nineties and, you know, parents, and I can say this as a parent, they are desperate to entertain their kids so they will leave them alone. And so <laughs> and so I'm sure, uh, you know, any, you know, you see this like sitting in the dollar bin at Walmart, like, right. like you know, oh, we just watched Sonic, bam, like talking hedgehog. This ought to, this ought to shut him up. <laughs> I mean, I don't actually yeah. say that or feel that way towards my kid, but, you know, it's, it's trying to be funny. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. Uh, <laughs> well, let, 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 let's keep things because, again, we're like almost like, Oh, no, this uh, is going to be an epic episode. I can feel it. So, uh, so, so the cast, man, <laughs> I don't, don't want to. Let me just mention the writer people. real quick and the producers. Oh, yeah, 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 like yeah, Just uh, George Saunders. I mean, basically, he wrote Horse Camp, A Love Tale as well. This sounds like a fun one. Uh, Mutant Vampire Zombies from the Hood. And this was a weird one. Crusader No Regret the Video Game. Are you familiar with the Crusader series? It was like on PC back in the day. They were actually pretty Mm. cool. Uh, And then, of course, this was produced by JPR and his production company, Be Your Own Hollywood, which (laughs) still just sounds hilarious. It's like a Joel Olstein, I don't know, like Uh. uh, type of thing. And yeah, let's let's go ahead and talk about the cast, which we've already talked about a lot, actually. 
Yeah. So um, Dean Kane, you know, as we mentioned, uh, I know him best from uh, Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of mm-hmm. Superman. Uh, I was actually like a really big fan of that show. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Tara Reid. By the way, the the post or the picture of Tara Reid is like an old Twitter profile picture of hers uh, <laughs> that they use and just photoshopped it in. And Dean Kane on the poster, it's just like one of his headshots. Wow. Uh, so yeah, the only person that they took a new picture for, for this movie, I guess might be Karina Martinez who plays Lily. Mm. Uh, she's like the, the typical the, like, the hedgehogs, like yeah. best friend or whatever. Right. Um, I thought she was terrible, mm. but, uh, she, she's a kid actress. I mean, sure. you know, um, yeah, we have Tara Reid, which we've talked about, who, of course, uh, she was in a bunch of movies in the uh, late 90s and early 2000s. No one remembers that. Sharknado. They only remember Sharknado. <laughs> American Pie. Ah, what? Uh, There's no American Pie. No. Which, why did they mention that in this movie? Anyways, we'll, we'll get to that. Right. Um, then we have Colleen Gentry, who plays her mother, uh, the mother, uh, Dean Cain's wife. And I don't know her from anything. I looked at her IMDb. She's been in a few other movies mm-hmm. uh, made by the same production company. She was actually in a movie with the Fairy King, who was played by Grover McCants. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that that was weird that they had some other movie together that had nothing to do with the Be Your Own Hollywood production company. Right, right. Uh, Mike Tremblay is the roller, which is the main bad guy. Kind of like there's two bad guys, but really only one of them is bad. The other one's kind of like his goofy sidekick. Right. Yeah, one is uh, basically one is Mo and one is uh, Curly like from the studio. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I, I'm too young uh, to understand that reference. We're the same age. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm. I'm clearly uh, too young, Steve. I'm hip. All right. Uh, Ernest Lee plays the. Uh, is he the Mo or the? What is uh, the Curly? The Curly. Yeah. The Curly. The Curly. Or the uh, Daniel Stern, uh, if you will, um, Marv yeah. from Home Alone. Yeah. So he's the other quote unquote bad guy, right. but uh, his name is Bubba. Mm-hmm. And by the way, so these two guys, their parts are like. At the beginning, we're led to believe that there are gardeners. Right. But then later, they're like, we're going to check your home for termites. Yeah. And they're also going to clean the gutters. Yeah, like, like, they couldn't. Fa- Again, this is why I think the script was improv. Like, because it, stuff just kept changing and they just kept rolling with it. Yeah. 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 Um, besides that, I mean, and, and hardly like maybe half the cast has pictures on IMDb. Like, mm. uh, you know, uh, Keela Jude uh, plays one of the cheerleaders, and I wanted to mention her now because during the credits, uh, which I know we'll talk about the credits, where like JPR, uh, the creator of this or the director of this, starts just I don't know talking, almost like talking shit about the cast. Right, it's so he, weird. He just loves to hear himself talk. But he says Keela says praise Jesus a lot, like a lot, like that's what he <laughs> says in the uh, credits, and it's just like why is Joel? the producer was calling her out for like being, I guess too much of a Christian right. for him or something. It, it, it was really weird. Well, see, he thinks that she should worship him like JPR. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's, you know, there, there's more people in this cast. Uh, Sorry. Right. I think that's, I, that's plenty. Um, no, the only other person I wanted to cover who, you know, is in the movie quite a bit is uh, Lily's sister, mm-hmm. her older sister, I don't remember her name. I want to say Tina. I have it written here somewhere. Yeah, you're right. Allison Rowe plays Tina. So yeah. Anyways, and yeah, that's the that's the cast. Um, All right, ready to uh, dive into the plot here. (laughs) And I use the term loosely. 
Uh, yeah, best of luck, Steve. So yeah, even on Tubi, um, I mean, basically the, you know how before movies, people flash the logos of their production companies. Well, uh, JPR's Be Your Own Hollywood, it's like a logo and a commercial at the same time, more or less, mm-hmm. uh, for a website where you can go to learn how to uh, finance, distribute films, which... I mean, the guy's done a lot. Like, I'm a little envious. Like, I'm a, I'm almost 40, and I have no features to my name, and he's got, like, 20. But anyway, uh, so we got our opening credit sequence, which, oh, man, can we talk Awful. about the, um, the music for this film? Like, the score, if you will? Uh, just, uh, I mean... Obviously, it's like almost MIDI sounding piano and strings like mm-hmm. stock music. Yeah, oh, for sure. And there's a lot of uh, stock footage to go with it. Like, and it yep. just always plays because I'm sure they're trying to like cover up the bad sound, which is a uh, very typical of like again, you know, first or uh, low budget indie films. Um, but uh, yeah, so we're listening to the sad MIDI piano music with stock footage of hedgehogs over it. Uh, we open on two Home Alone ripoffs, but and mm-hmm. for some reason, um, Mr. Roller has an Italian, like a over the top, like vaudeville style Italian accent. I yeah, mean, I thought it was a Spanish accent until he actually said a few Italian words. Like, right? Well, I'm sure they couldn't decide on it. It was just like JPR was just like, I just want an accent. I don't care what it is, just anything. Um, <laughs> and uh, then I guess Andy starts talking. Um, and his voice is already so annoying <laughs> just just from the very beginning. He explains that we can understand him because of magic. Wow. And then he offends everyone by saying all animals talk. You people just don't want to listen. <laughs> he starts cutting a heel promo. You people. Right. Yes. He, JPR. Yeah. He uh, he hates his audience, just like most movie studios these days. Yeah. But but did you notice, like, how weird is it that? And by the way, Andy contradicts himself because he says it's magic. But then he says it might be a miracle. It might be whimsic, whimsicalness. Whimsy. Yeah. Wh- yeah. Whimsy. Yeah. And then like. Literally, like two minutes later, not even two minutes later, he explains that yeah, it was it was this fairy thing. So he does explain what it is, even though he says he doesn't know what it is. Well, this whole movie, uh, this whole movie is just uh, they'll set up rules and then immediately break them after they yeah, set up the rules, yeah. as as we will see. Uh, I uh, I thought it was really strange that the movie begins similar to Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, where like they both like pause. Oh like, yeah, yeah. They, like, oh, they ripped that off. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, this came out way before Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, that's true. Oh my gosh. So if anything, Sonic the Hedgehog ripped off Andy the Talking Hedgehog wow. because Andy starts with like he's like being kidnapped by the two bad guys you mentioned, mm-hmm. and then they like they're like walking and they do a freeze frame. And he goes basically does the. Uh, you may be wondering how I got into this situation, just like Sonic did in the Sonic movie. That's true. Well, all right. I mean, if you want to distill it down even further, like these are, it's a trope that's used in you know many movies. It's just very coincidental that it was used in both Sonic and in Andy the Talking Hedgehog. I, I almost wonder if like the people working on Sonic the Hedgehog like did it as like a little joke, you uh, know? Maybe. Well, I mean, everyone knows that. Uh, you know, Lion King completely ripped off this like Japanese animated movie called like Kimba the Lion King or something like that. Uh, so 
Who knows? Yes. Anyways, continue with the plot. Yeah. Jesus Christ, we're, we're not even like uh, we're basically uh, forty-five seconds into the movie. There's a lot to. Talk. Oh man, and I I felt it. I felt every minute of this movie, <laughs> and it's only an hour and sixteen minutes. I know. Tell me about it. Um, so, cut to the lead actress, little Lily Mason, um, playing uh, playing with Andy the Hedgehog. You know, you'd think they would have started with like, I don't know how they went around conceiving this plot slash story. Like generally in like these magic pet type movies, it's like, oh, we, you know, you go to the store or the pound or whatever. They were about to put, you know, animal to sleep. You, uh, they're like, oh, I just found them on the street. And like you pick them up and like, oh, look. I've, and you ba- basically what I'm saying is, you see the like the origin of when they find said uh-huh. um, animal, but no, we don't get anything like that with Annie the talking. Hedgehog. I think it's for the best that they didn't. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, basically, anytime there's a chance to have any kind of like interesting uh, something on uh, stage, like basically or stage on screen, Andy just talks over it with his VO. But anyway, um, so she's playing with Andy. Andy tells us she makes like already at the beginning, and it hasn't even happened yet. And he tells us she makes a wish that changes everything. Now we meet Lily's family. Uh, At first I thought they said Nellie, but it's Melly or Melissa is the mom. Bob is Dean Kane dad. Tina, older sister. She likes boys. And then... Pop music. (laughs) Yeah, and pop. Because, of course, that's what all, like, teenage cheerleaders are into. Um, And then she also likes sexually arousing Andy by petting his belly. At least that's what I took away. Yeah, that from. was <laughs> that was yeah, yeah. Like it, it was very weird. Uh, I mean, the hedgehogs seem to be having a good time. So right, right. In that scene, at least. I mean, there's no way any uh, animals were harmed in the making of this film because they just sit there and do nothing, like in every shot, right? Including <laughs> coming up, Whiskers the cat, who I guess is also could be considered a an antagonist um, for. Uh, for Andy, I guess in a, he works with the uh, thieves coming up here. But anyway, uh, he doesn't like Andy. Uh, little, and then um, they constantly keep saying that he's old, like over and over again. It's like, we get it. We get it. He's old. Anyway, Lily wishes all animals and trees could talk. And then Tara Reed uh, shows up. Uh, she puts down her cocaine long enough to show up on a green screen. <laughs> uh, uh, one thing did you... It, this is one of the first scenes that made me go, ooh, this is not a good message for kids because Lily is just outside. She hears Tara Reed's voice, like a voice of a stranger saying, right. Lily, Lily, come here. Oh, and so Lily creepy. just goes, okay, and just walks into like these woods yeah. towards a stranger. I mean, it's clear JPR uh, doesn't really have kids' best interests in mind. He's just like, look, look, player. I'm going to make a kid's movie no matter what. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I don't care if it's I'm giving a good message or not. It's like JPR is yeah. going to produce something. Um, maybe, maybe that child trafficking movie uh, that he made is, uh, you know, it's 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 it's, it's actually it's a sequel to this. Oh, uh, it's like a loose sequel where like some kid watched this movie uh, and then started talking to strangers and got kidnapped. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, at least there's a positive message in there somewhere and now and now it's and now bob who goes insane in this movie you know he's like he's like basically like a serial killer for good though and uh he's <laughs> so like dexter <laughs> yeah yeah wow that sounds way more interesting than that movie probably is um but yeah, uh, but yeah so tara reed shows up on the green screen uh with lily 
Um, and uh, they try to have some comedy with uh, Tara singing a Christmas song, Christmas Carol, Better Watch Out, uh, which I'm guessing she's allowed to sing because it's public domain. And even Lily goes, that's about Santa. And she's like, oh, oops, my mistake. So, you know, it's like, haha, like JPR is trying to be cute or whatever. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Tara explained that she's uh, Lily's a fairy BFF, um, which I mean, I don't know. I kind of give him credit for just trying to update sort of the classic uh, tropes of like, you know, she could have just been a fairy godmother. Uh, I mean, I know he's just trying to be hip and appeal to like kids and stuff, but right. whatever. You can take that any way you want. Tara says it's her first big job. She has to do for the boss. Uh, and I wrote down <laughs> Harvey Weinstein, question mark. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then Lily asked why. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. And then I guess that's basically that. And then it's weird. They sort of transition to Lily uh, talking with uh, Andy. And then that's when she asked why Andy's lips aren't moving. And he counters with a very philosophical <laughs> Lots of people's lips move, but they don't say anything. And I was just like, whoa, deep, Andy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was like, and then I wrote down here, wow, this is barely a story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anything you want to add to any of that? Um, I thought Lily's reaction to him talk to Andy talking was very understated. Oh, uh, sure. In fact, most people's reactions uh, some of some people have like whoa kind of reactions, but right. others, some are just like, oh, he's talking. Yeah. And <laughs> well, basically, they I, do the they do the um, same joke over and over. Where first they'll right. just start out talking to them, and they go, whoa. I mean, they don't actually go, whoa, oh my gosh, he's talking. But yeah, they do that joke like three times. Um, so, oh, there's a joke here about uh, hedgehog envy, like. <laughs> Which I mean, yeah, I don't even know why why even call that a joke. It's just weird. yeah, he's like Andy says that um, the cat has That's hedgehog envy. Yeah, like, yeah, which is and it's just like why is this like a penis envy joke? Yes, what? I mean, again, that's JPR trying to be cute. I, mean, I have a feeling he, I mean, he probably like you know he's got his script for his VO in front of him, and then he's like, oh, I'm gonna ad lib some real zingers here. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Lily leaves and Tara's boss shows up. I, I referred to him as a uh, not Morgan Freeman. Uh, and at least <laughs> here it's clear he didn't bother to learn his lines. It's like, uh, he kind of stumbles over them a little bit. Um, and he yeah. tells uh, Tara that she violated a rule, which why wouldn't she even know about it? Uh, where animals uh, are not allowed to talk to humans. This is so weird. He turns Tara into a JPEG of a frog, uh, <laughs> then immediately turns her back. Um, and then. Yeah. And, and by the way, let's talk about the special effects when she gets turned back into a human, mm. which just involve Tara Reed squatting <laughs> underneath the camera view and then just like slowly rising up. <laughs> right, 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 right. And again, kids don't care, according to JPR. Yeah, I did think, I did think like the little like fairyland scenes that, with the green screen. Uh, didn't they, they looked better than I expected them to? Sure, the effects they did, um, you know, nothing like super, super great, but you know, they actually did a decent job with the green screen. You didn't see like a big outline on right. people as a four to seven year old. I would have been impressed by that, right? Right, right. 
Yeah, perfect for stupid little kids. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And uh, that's exactly what JPR said while he was editing this. Uh, and, uh, okay, so, whoops, I lost my... Okay, so where are we here? Um, Lily leaves. There's like a whole scene that I think you might have skipped where they're like, it seemed to go on forever where they're like eating breakfast. I think it was when the family's being introduced. They're like... Uh, eating breakfast and like the mom is trying to get like the older daughter or Tina to like eat some eggs but she's like oh I'm fasting because I need to lose five pounds right for this cheerleading thing and then it, it is established that Bob the dad um, is like a workaholic kind of a guy it seems like right. they try to establish and I did read that <laughs> Dean Kane apparently uh, basically thought of this character as his dad because his dad was not somebody that uh, he's very fond of because he was a bad uh, father. Oh, uh, so <laughs> there's something uh, dark for you there. <laughs> Man, there's a lot <laughs> going on. Described him as as unfaithful, wow. uh, workaholic, and something else I can't remember. But but yeah. Anyways, uh, I just wanted to bring that up. Oh, please keep him coming. This is all the backstory is way more interesting than the movie. Um, so let's see. Andy tells us because of violating the rule, um, the Harry and Marv ripoffs. Uh, I don't understand my note there. And oh yeah, okay. So the the thieves show up, and um, they're doing you know their Stooges stick and uh, roller. He has a piece of paper that says there's a contest to put something weird on the internet. Winner gets $10,000. Um, so then they do what they think is gonna, gonna win. And one of them plays the harmonica while the other one burps along to it. Yeah. Just, that? Yeah. <laughs> so just stupid. awful. Isn't it like a big fart sound too at the end of the scene? Oh, that's um, later, I think. Uh, oh, that's later. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, yeah, this this ad that he pulls out. So he pulls out a newspaper. Crumpled, yeah, in his pocket. A crumpled yeah. newspaper that he had in his pocket. Why would there be an ad in a newspaper for an internet? Oh, contest? I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Just say that. Why, why not have him pull out a phone? Yeah. You know, and be like, hey, look, look at this. Right. Well, I guess a phone is not timeless enough for JPR. Um, well, Dean Kane is watching cartoons on a phone oh, later on, like right. in the second half of the movie <laughs> on a smartphone uh, instead of TV. They keep saying that he's watching TV, even though he's only watching his smartphone. Right. So we're back into the house and we're introduced to uh, one of Tina, the sister's friends, uh, Trixie. She comes in and smells some toast for some reason and puts it back down. And of course, since she's pretty, she's dumb. Like, I mean, it's pretty yeah. obvious. Which is another another weird thing with this movie. Like, they for it being a kids movie, like they Andy the Hedgehog in particular is kind of very insulting. Oh yeah, people's I mean, weight. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was gonna. I've got those written down. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I don't know. Maybe um, you know, that's uh, JPR. His mom was always on him about. It fasting yeah. and losing weight or like everybody including andy calls this girl dumb the cheerleading friend. right oh yeah and it's it's like don't have your hero protagonist calling like people dumb right in a kid's movie oh yeah there's a lot of uh body shaming in this if you will and yeah, i like, guess intelligence shaming like yeah like 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 of the two bad guys you know one of them is like overweight mm. 
and as Andy is like talking about them, he calls him the fat one. He's like, oh, the fat one's not too bad. And later on in the movie, he calls him fat again. Like, it's just like, see, I just wonder. I'm like, is that how JPR actually like views the actor? Like, I mean, that's awful. I don't know. I hope not. I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe you know, since he's apparently fancies himself a boxer, maybe he thinks of himself some kind of alpha male. You know. Type. But he's so skinny, though. We could take him. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know, man. Just, <laughs> you don't think you could take JPR? <laughs> oh, no, no. Well, it depends. Uh, if he, like, starts reading off, like, lines from his films as, be- as you know, we're about to fight, I might, like, be Die. too distracted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll uh, turn into a frog. Uh, anyway, yeah. uh, Andy says he can only talk in front of Lil. This is rule number one that they immediately break. Uh, Andy says he can only talk in front of Lily because people basically more or less because people will freak out. And, and then this is the first time I think we hear whiskers talk. And I wrote down, wow, the director voices whiskers too. Um, and he's basically just doing an old man impression for whiskers. Although it sounds more like an old woman to me. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, or talentless hack to me. Uh, but (laughs) But uh, yeah, I mean, and if you haven't actually seen this movie, which uh, you mentioned that it's on Tubi, uh, you sh- should have gone and watched it for free. Anyway, no, don't watch it. Anyway, <laughs> um, Whiskers. <laughs> By the way, I've never had I've never had Tubi play so little ads. I know. Through. Yeah, same here. I, I got one ad, <laughs> and it was like thirty seconds long, and that's it. Like usually, you get like a few ad breaks, and there'll be like a few commercials and. In each one, and I was just like thinking, like, wow, do advertisers have they just requested to not have their ads? Listen, I don't, I don't want, I don't want my Charmin showing up on right. this shit. That's not the kind of shit that we deal with, you know. Yeah, over at Charmin. Yeah, I don't want my um, like uh, you know penis enhancement like commercials on uh, on Andy the Talking Hedgehog. Um, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, maybe that company just has Hedgehog envy. Oh, way to oh, bring it back, uh, brother. Uh, okay, so. So yeah, uh, basically, if you haven't seen this, Mr. Whiskers is like a um, one of those cats that doesn't have any fur. So he just, mm-hmm. I guess, looks old. Who knows if he actually is or not? But whatever. That just shows you the amount of uh, thought that went into this. So the thieves could—they for some reason they try to like lift up a ladder, and I was—I wanted to actually time this scene to see how long it took. Oh. I think it took 38 minutes. <laughs> they were raising and folding and doing whatever with this ladder for so long uh, yeah. that uh, I just, yeah. I mean, I was really close to just fast forwarding at that point, but I didn't. Yeah. Basically, for those that didn't watch it, it's just, it's a ridiculously long ladder and they're trying to like get it and put it up against the side of the house so they can go up the ladder and they can't. Right. They're having trouble with it because it's so long that they can't get the uh, weight of it to like, you know, yeah. tilt up. But so, yeah, at this point, the bad guys aren't necessarily bad guys. Like they're not doing anything evil. No, yet. stupid no, no. stuff like, you yeah. know, the harmonica and burping. But <laughs> they're just doing their legitimate job. They're trying to get this ladder on the side of the house mm-hmm. to go clean the gutters. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, so despite Andy saying he can only talk in front of Lily, he then immediately talks in front of Tina and Trixie. And uh, like I thought I saw the. the they started taking pictures of them with their with their phones right then and there, right? Um, which I f- comes in pretty sure it happens pretty quickly. Yeah, which comes into play later. Um, but uh, 
So Dean Kane leaves and he runs into yet another cheerleader. I I don't understand why we needed so many like cheerleaders in this film. Like just because they say, you know, basic screenwriting 101 is that, you know, you're only supposed to have as many characters as you need because otherwise they're just going to be sitting around doing nothing. Like we could have just had two cheerleaders, maybe even one, and that would have been enough. But uh Anyway, Terry shows up, or Tori actually, and uh, passes uh, Dean Kane as he's leaving. And <laughs> I was not expecting. She checks him out and goes, "What? What is it? What a fox!" Yeah, like she looks at him. Yeah, like like she just saw uh, Jesus because this is the <laughs> girl that's like, "Praise Jesus!" Uh, like she's no, she hungry like, like the she- wolf. Yeah, she is like, you know, undressing him with her eyes. <laughs> Picturing him yeah, it was, it wearing like, only the Superman cape. <laughs> yeah, it, it was weirdly like sexual, mm-hmm. I thought, for like a kid's movie. Right. I mean, I, don't, I mean, maybe those cheerleaders are there to try to get you know, a slightly older demographic to watch this film. But I can't imagine like high school girls would want to watch Andy to talk. Yeah. Or boys or, yeah. I mean, it's not like, I mean, they're, they're, they're covered up, you know, they're not like, they're wearing cheerleading outfits, but they're pretty modest cheerleading. Sure. 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 Um, Um, so yeah, just weird. So, all right. Something weird starts happening, happening here with the thieves and they already start talking about how they want to get quote that rat. And they, that's what they um, refer to uh, Andy uh, as they keep calling him that. Um, yeah, yeah, because because they saw him while they were climbing. They finally get the ladder situation straightened mm-hmm. out, and as they're climbing the ladder, they stop by the window of Lily's room, and that's when they see like the hedgehog is talking to the cheerleader. Right, right, right. And um, and then just for no reason, uh, Andy says he wants to go, I guess, explore the world on his own. And Whiskers, yeah, he wants to go outside. Whiskers tells him it's a uh, it's a dangerous world out there. Um, so of course, in the next scene, Andy wanders around the yard. There's a bunch of, uh, stock footage of hedgehogs and birds. Uh, oh wait, before that, he tries to go down the stairs. I don't even think they even show him going down the stairs. He just, they show him going down one step. He walks to the edge and goes, Oh, stairs. I have stairs. Uh, yeah. And, uh, so then Mr. Whiskers meets the thieves and, uh, I guess uh, tells them again about Andy um, and that uh, he wants them to uh, to like basically get him, I guess, for whatever reason. Yeah. The, the, well, the thieves are like, well, we'll just take you. And then the cat is like, no, because if you take me, I'll never talk again. Right, right. right. Uh, but what you can do is I'll help you. I'll tell you where this uh, hedgehog is and you can take him and he never stops talking. Right. And he could just shut the fuck up too. Like, in <laughs> fact, in the beginning, he doesn't want to talk to other people. So why wouldn't he just shut the fuck up? Yeah. You oh, people. Yeah. Other than JPR, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I know. God, tell me about it. So we're treated to more Andy wandering around in the backyard. He talks to some stock footage. Um, and he mentioned something about Mr. Uh, Whiskers being old. And then I guess just because they had uh, footage of it, he immediately is like, I want some milk. Please, somebody put down some milk. Milk. He's calling milk milk. Yeah. And then we're treated to stock footage of Andy drinking milk. Well, it's like it's even weirder than that because he says, oh, I guess Lily put out some milk for me. Right. right. But we never but we don't see her doing it. So like you said, it's because it's stock footage, you know, that they probably found like afterwards. 
and just added that in. And I will say, though, I mean, those hedgehogs drinking milk was pretty cute. (laughs) I can agree with that. Uh, And then, uh, guys, so I guess in order to kill more time, uh, or no, again, probably because they had the stock footage, we are briefly introduced to Mike, an old hedgehog who was a friend of Andy's, who's complaining about being old. He says some unfunny stuff. And yeah, then, he says like he's got his tendonitis is acting up. His knees right. are hurting. And Andy is basically like, oh, I had to tell Mike to leave because he wouldn't shut the fuck up right. about how much pain he's in. <laughs> like Andy is terrible. Yeah, he's a terrible person. He really is. Um, yeah. And uh, then he eats a sausage off the ground and then a, a dog comes out of nowhere um, and smells Andy. He rolls up in a ball and then takes a nap. So basically... All that was just to kill a bunch of time. Uh, so Whiskers yeah. is now chatting with the thieves again. Andy is now back inside with the cheerleaders. They attempt to be funny. Head cheerleader says she wants to. And this was so weird. This, just this word choices. You know, we should exploit Andy. She says the word exploit, uh, which I mean, that is like. <laughs> Who says that? Someone who's writing a script for the first time, like a first draft, like whatever. That's like. Well, the, it, yeah, because the thing is, like, if you are a person that's going to exploit someone, you, don't you would them. never describe it right, right. as I'm exploiting you. You know, that's how other people, you know, who objectively see what you're doing, that's what they call it, you know. Well, I'm sure uh, J- JPR wasn't like, uh, hey, cast, I want to exploit you for my I, talking yeah, hedgehog I don't know. I have my doubts. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, weird choice of words. Um, they think telling the world about Andy will make them famous so they can, quote, um, meet the Kardashians. And somehow they start talking about um, someone says, uh, hey, Andy, like, do you want a girlfriend? And he's like, a girlfriend? Can I eat it? <laughs> so bizarre. Well, uh, <laughs> you get far along in your relationship. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Oh, my God. But that's, that's so weird. I mean, if, you know, Andy is a sentient hedgehog, then surely he must be aware of, like, um, other female hedgehogs and relationships right. and know what a girlfriend is. But how did he even have a friend hedgehog since he's never been outside by himself? Yeah. And yeah, yeah, good. How did he contact Mike? Uh, like a little, a uh, little uh, hedgehog uh, cell phone, of course. Uh, I guess. Uh, like, I mean, I know again, this is for kids, but I think even as a kid, I would have been like, "Huh? Oh, sure, yeah." <clears throat> Dudes who are into logic, like you and I, would have, <laughs> we would have picked up on this. Uh, yeah, yeah. A lot of Full House style humor here. Wow, and then. This gets awkward. The thieves go into the little girl's room and, and say there's termites there. They tell Lily to leave Andy. And she says, well, I have to go to school anyway. I mean, and this is when like the like the lighting and just the time of day is just it feels like it's in mid afternoon when they're filming this. Uh, mm-hmm. So who goes to school in mid afternoon? But anyway. I don't know. And, and it seems like it's been like hours. Like, what? how early are these people waking up? I know. Like does this take place over like one day, several days? It's like, or do they go to school really late? Cause the dad already went to work. So right. presumably, you know, the middle he, of the day. Has, yeah. <laughs> well, he is like a sports agent. So, you know, maybe they've got strange hours. I don't I know. Yes. Um, so the thieves, um, grab Andy. Um, and then I, okay. Dean King comes home. 
uh, I can't call him Bob, but all right, Bob comes home and the thieves fart their way back into the house. Um, Dean Kane talks to Whiskers and this is this begins the mental deterioration of one Bob slash Dean Kane uh, within the film. <laughs> Uh, the film starts becoming a psychological study at this point. Uh, <laughs> uh, he checks his pulse and uh, says that he must be having a nerve in, in very like, he's like, hmm, I must be having a nervous breakdown. Like, Abby, yeah, yeah, pretty, I don't know, just weird. I don't know, his delivery was uh, pretty funny on that. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, he comes home. Why did he even come back home? Oh, because he forgot something. That's, that's right. yeah, that's what they use to try to cover it up. Um, so Andy gets away while the thieves hide. Dean talks to Andy. <laughs> they go lie down. <laughs> uh, Dean talks to a doll while uh, Tara and not Morgan Freeman look on. Not Morgan Freeman says she needs to fix it or get used to life on the lily pad. Uh, <laughs> Dean sits on the bed and then propositions. Why, why was Dean Kane able, uh, excuse me, Bob able to hear them? Well, because he was able to hear like Tara Reed and uh, oh yeah, that was guy. why did they throw that in there? Like there was no re- reason to. Like, like yeah. only Dean Kane and his super hearing can hear like outer world. Oh, okay. <laughs> there are a couple of references uh, to him being Superman. This whole movie is nothing but a build up to a giant reference of him being Superman <laughs> at the end. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, and that's uh, and again, that's like JPR. Like being cute, making little references like they yeah. do in Marvel movies and stuff. Um, so this movie to me, like Steve, it's like there's really only like 30 minutes of story in this movie. Right. But they just like take these like ideas and just like drag them out. Sure. You know, like like you said, the stuff with the ladder, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, one uh, around another, in the backyard. Yeah, one around in the backyard. They stretch the stuff out for time. And Dean Kane's like mental breakdown also goes on forever. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of scenes for it, but I, honestly, like I don't know something about Dean Kane's acting for whatever reason. Like it was, it was kind of amusing it was. because it was. he was like at times playing it like very straight. Mm-hmm. Like he really is having a mental legit breakdown. And I don't know. This is what, where I was saying, like it just kind of became like two different movies yeah, uh, uh, within one. Well, it was so weird. You know, Dean showed up on set and he was like, I don't care what you guys have been doing. I'm going to do what I want to do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're going to honestly like Dean Kane puts in like, I mean, the script is, you know, terrible, right? but, uh, and, and I'm not really like a fan of Dean Kane, the person these days, but uh, he puts in like a pretty decent performance, I think with what he has to work with. Uh, oh yeah, his little his monologue at the end. Oh, I was in yeah. tears. Not really, but like, <laughs> no. But you know, like I don't feel like he like phoned it in. No, no, uh, no. He showed up for his one day pay and did a pretty good job. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I put uh, Dean sits on the bed and then propositions Andy for sex. I don't know. It was just, <laughs> he says something really weird, like "Let's go have a lie down" or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's go in my room have a lie down. Yeah, and then now we're we're at school um, for the first time, uh, and then Tara transfers Lily back to the green screen palace. She shows Lily all everybody freaking out, or Dean Kane specifically. Um, uh, getting weird um, and uh, like tries to convince her to change her wish. There's a, there's a weird line where they, she says, you don't have to change your wish. 
you just have to make a new wish to reverse the old wish, which is pretty much changing your wish, the is it not? Same, yeah. Um, but this is when they all introduce, I mean, again, they- I, I feel like this is something that happened in like JPR's personal life where he made like a big, like he cheated on his girlfriend or something. <laughs> and he's like, uh, hey, uh, yeah, I can't change that I did that, but I can fix it by not cheating on you now. Right. You know? <laughs> Oh, man. Well, <laughs> he's trying to make this a thing. He's quite the heartthrob, that JPR. Um, we uh, at the school, actually, before Lily is taken away, we're briefly introduced to two teachers that are in love with each other, but um, don't um, yeah. have the guts to tell one another. And we're also briefly introduced to the quote unquote mean girls of school. I, I think they're briefly shown here, and but they, then they show up later. Um, and so, yeah, we get all that weird wish talk. Uh, oh, yeah, there's a there's a funny line where the um, the male teacher approaches the female one and she's like, I didn't see you come into my classroom. Uh, and mm -hmm. I don't know. I just thought that. I mean, maybe they were supposed to be awkward on purpose. Um, but uh, let's see. What else do I have here? Come into my Oh, they um oh yeah, there's a weird line here where Lily goes, Lily just asks Andy, because Andy's at school with them. She goes, How can you talk? Do you remember that? She just asks him, How can you talk? It's like, of course she knows how can you can she's the one who wished it. It was just a weird, like I don't even yeah. know why it was there. Um, it was so weird. But uh anyway, not really important. Anyway, uh, meanwhile, Dean Kane is continuing his descent into madness. And I think this is funny that a descent into madness to JPR, you know, a guy who was obviously at peak physical performance as a boxer, um, his idea of descending into madness is sitting around watching cartoons and eating potato chips. Um, I guess when you, yeah. when you should be at work. Um, and then, um, mom comes in and, uh, she basically she's like oh the reason why you're going crazy is because all the hours you're putting in and all the breakfast you skipped <laughs> <laughs> like there's there's a lot of talk about food in this movie for some reason um yeah so mom talks to whiskers and and this is just comes out of nowhere mr whiskers recounts um well first he recounts the plot to mom for some reason of the entire movie and then there's a funny line here that I wrote down um, when a mom is talking to Dean Kane. He says something about, um, you know, talking, uh, talking animals being weird. And she goes, pro wrestling is weird. Talking animals is nuts. And I just. Yeah, that's. Yeah, it was real weird. And then. Uh, and now we're back with the thieves for some reason. Um, they say they um, have to get Andy tomorrow. For some reason, I guess they're trying to establish a ticking clock, even though there isn't one. Um, mm -hmm. And then we see uh, Andy sleeping with Lily in her bed. Um, and then the, uh, the cheerleaders, while hanging out, talk about their two teachers who are in love with each other. I don't know why, you know, teenage girls would sit around their room talking about their teachers relationships. But hey, that's the world that JPR has built here for us. Um <laughs> And um, Mr. Whiskers tells us his backstory for some reason that I guess the reason why he's so old and mean is because he had a, a girlfriend 
And uh, then she gets, quote unquote, truckered. <laughs> Have you ever been right. truckered, Yehel? You ever get truckered? Uh, well, just one summer <laughs> where I was experimenting uh, at truck stops. Oh, uh, but, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh that's a good, great answer. Uh, but anyway, truckered is basically uh, slang for got hit by a truck. And so this starts right. like basically a new, very dark theme for Andy the Talking Hedgehog where... The truck comes for all of us. So now JPR wants five to seven-year-olds to know that no matter what, you're going to die. No matter what, <laughs> you're going to die. Need That's I say right. more? You, your pets, your, your mom, your dad, everything you love and hold dear is only temporary. Yep, yep. I mean, wow. And here I thought like Bambi had, had some extreme messages back in the day. But um, so Whiskers gets grabbed by... Tara, for some reason, he tells Andy to convince Lily to change her wish. Is that correct? Did that happen? Whiskers? Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. All right. I wouldn't have written it down otherwise. Uh, so, uh, yeah, try, tries to tell Andy to convince Lily to change her wish. Uh, now we're in the morning. Uh, Dean Kane awakens uh, refreshed to say he dreamt it all, all the talking uh, animals and then they start this really annoying, uh, I'm actually, it might have even started before this, this uh, really annoying, unfunny joke where the flowers keep going and talking flowers. Uh, yeah. God, that was so annoying. And the flowers are voiced by the mom and somebody else. Right. Or, one of the other regular cast members. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I guess uh, Dean goes back to bed and... Um, and then uh, Whiskers keeps talking doom and gloom. I think this is when he delivers the, the truck comes for all of us um, line. Uh, and then now we're back in uh, Fairyland again. And then back at school. And then uh, Andy talks to the mean girls and fat shames one of them, who's not even fat yep. uh, at all. Um, Andy but, but Steve, just before that happens, he literally says... They show like an outside shot of the school and he says that the best way to deal with people that are mean is to be nice to them. Right. Like you should always be nice and to be nice. To, and then, like you said, he fucking like fat shames them. Uh, says something mean. And then they run away like screaming or something. And then he says, well, I guess I wasn't so nice. I guess I should have tried harder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's uh, this is all very questionable if you're going to play this for your four to seven year old. All very questionable indeed. Um, and uh, OK, so Andy talks to Miss Wilkes, which is the name of the teacher who has the crush on the other teacher. Um, she says uh, miracles happen every day. And I wrote here miracles happen every day. My ass. <laughs> uh, and then um, Andy talks to the mean girl. Um, or Lily. All right, they're in they're in the classroom. I guess they're she's they're doing sort of a. All right, Miss Wilkes says that they can't. She can't have um, Andy in the classroom, and she says, "Boom!" But he's my best friend. And then this ends up turning into. Um, they, she, Lily asks the mean girl if she wants to come up and uh, pet or give um, Andy a belly rub for world peace. <laughs> Yeah, did they mention the world peace belly rub like all throughout? Because uh, even when the sister is like rubbing his belly, like they talk about it being like a belly rub for world peace. It's supposed to be like 
Like what? what is that? Like that just sounds like some sexual act that JPR enjoys. Um, yeah. Uh, now we're back at home. Andy talks to mom uh, about nothing. Um, and then, <laughs> God, this is almost a um, Rick Douglas style, um, you know, uh, ordering around of the mom comes up. Uh, he, <laughs> I don't remember exactly what he says, but basically he's like, can I have uh, some milk and then something else? Basically, he's ordering the mom around like a maid. And she yeah, just, he wants like crackers and he wants them brought upstairs. Yeah, yeah. And she just goes right ahead and does it. <laughs> so yeah, this is uh, the wokeness of one JPR. Um, <laughs> and then um, there was some, oh, some more body shaming comes up. Uh, uh, Bob and mom are, uh, are having a chat and... Oh, and I write it down. I was so tired. Yeah, I know exactly yeah, what, okay, what you're talking about. So Dean Kane, as he's having this mental breakdown, he keeps doing two things, watching cartoons and eating chips mm -hmm. and candy and junk food, usually potato chips. And he's actually eating potato chips during the scene. And then he asks her if they have like More some chips. candy or whatever. Oh, no, gummy bears. Uh, That's what it is. Gummy bears. Yeah, gummy bears. And she's like, no, you can't have any more candy. And he's like, why not? She's like, because you'll get fat. Yeah. <laughs> She says it with such conviction, too. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. I, I, man, I was like, wow. No wonder the daughter feels like she needs to, like, fast to lose five pounds, even though she's already thin, you know? Right, right. Like, this mom is, uh, it's not good. Uh, it's obviously affected Andy. Uh, he's fat-shaming people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's uh, there's so much to Mom's the real villain here, <laughs> I think. There's so much to unpack in this movie, my God. And the psyche of one JPR. Um, so the cheerleaders, uh, present, uh, Andy as a science project and it's less of a science fair and more like a, uh, actual presentation. Like they stand yeah, up. Yeah. Like a science show and tell. Right. Yeah. They stand up in front of the student body or the class or whatever it is. And then they just outright go, um, Oh, our Andy can talk. And then before he gets, then he starts like chirping or whatever. And then it's later revealed that Lily wished that the two teachers would get together. So they do. And now Andy won't talk. Um, and so they laugh at all the, um, the, the cheerleaders get laughed. And then their, um, yeah. their rep <clears throat> in their high school is completely destroyed for the rest of yeah. their, their years. <laughs> so it seems like the way like the, this wish system works is you can only have one active wish at a time. Yeah. Thank you. Right. So, Thank like, you for because, clearing that up. <laughs> yeah. It's good, good. So basically, because I thought at first when she said, you don't have to wish for it not to happen, just wish something to undo it. I thought her wish was supposed to be, I wish animals couldn't talk. But no, that's not it. Just any other wish will supersede the previous wish. Right, right, right. Um, and then we have another like really, really like another very surprising uh, line. Um where uh, Tori, the captain of the cheerleading squad, she uh, basically like, very uh, bitchingly tells the mom that if she doesn't get her house under control, then she can't <laughs> hang out there every day anymore. Uh, yeah, yeah. She says, yeah, she, it was actually kind of funny. Like, she's like, I, I won't live here. Yeah, if you don't get your house in order, I won't be able to live half my life here or something like that mm -hmm. or spend half my time. And again, mom just takes it. <laughs> and I think yeah. the thing with that line is that it should have it was supposed to be delivered like a little bit more uh, sort of comedic comedically. But this girl, she delivers it as like a uh, 
complete insults. And that's what well, I'm- she said something insulting to the mom earlier in the movie too. Something like, because um, the mom was telling her about how she's like a good captain of the cheerleading team, mm-hmm. and she's like, yeah, you know, it's all about like you know being in control mm-hmm. uh, and not losing it, you know. And then she says, my kids, otherwise, you know, I'd end up like you. She says something like that. Ooh, man, what what is going on with that dynamic? Oh my goodness. Yeah, all that was missing was for her to call her a fat ass. Right. Uh, <laughs> and Tori really wants like Dean Kane. She wants to like re- yeah. you know, get the wife out of the way. Get yeah, in there. Praise Jesus. Get some sweet cane action. <laughs> uh, so, all right. It's called getting deemed. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's real. Hashtag getting deemed. Um, okay. So, the thieves uh, engage in more Three Stooges hijinks, like the old stepping on the rake thing, but they're not the Three Stooges, so they're awful at it and it's not funny. Um, Andy ends up saving Mr. Whiskers from getting run over by a truck. Of course, you don't even really see anything. You just sort of hear some sound effects. Um, And then Dean Cain stops Andy from being stolen by Mr. Wiper, the guy with the Italian accent. Oh, man. You you, got to break this scene down, though. (laughs) Go for it. (laughs) Okay, uh, sure. So I I think like somebody yells, right? to, to the dad or something about what's happening. Uh, and uh, so Dean Kane opens the front door. By the way, how weird was it that the front door to their house is a giant sign like over the uh, archway that like says uh, the full address of the house? Oh, I didn't notice that. And this is and this is like a real house. So well, I there wonder, it is like, right if, now uh, on the. Uh... Yeah, I wonder if that's like the actual address. Right. Uh, of this, I thought that that was weird. I'm surprised they didn't cover it up, but I shouldn't be surprised. We should go. Yeah, we should visit that house. And like, <laughs> it was a pretty nice house. Yeah. But anyways, was. so they start to. So he comes out. He's wearing a bathrobe, uh, and like sweatpants, uh, and uh, they start playing this like music that's sort like of wannabe a, Superman theme. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like a Superman slash superhero. Uh, rip off kind of a theme and um, they kind of do some slow motion and uh, they said something about him being super uh, that he's a super dad or something right, call right, him, right? At the end, yeah. like Andy's like oh thankfully uh, Lily has a super dad yeah. and he it's mentioned earlier in the movie that he played football right. uh, growing up and that he almost like did it professionally anyways he like takes off and starts running and it looks like Dean Kane legitimately like <laughs> took off like yeah, yeah. Uh, like pretty fast anyways he like tackle or kind of like pushes violently you know what he did dude you remember monty brown from tna he gave him the pounce uh <laughs> nice. he kind of does the pounce finishing maneuver you know right. and the guy they didn't use a stunt man so it's like the legitimately old guy right, right. playing one of the cooks and he takes like a pretty hard bump it looks like on the ground and then just rolls and rolls for a while yeah uh hopefully he wasn't holding the the real hedgehog <laughs> uh yeah but yeah, the music is just hilarious. And then like after he like knocks him down, Dean Kane, who's still out of his mind, uh, puts his leg, uh, his foot on the guy's chest and just like starts looking up. And I think they use like some slow motion and yep. they use like some like uh, different. It, it started to change the music into like some like orchestral, you know, sure. triumphant music. Sure, sure. Then <laughs> Bob's wife appears <laughs> wearing a cheerleading outfit. Yeah, for no. Like the way they tried to explain that, oh yeah, they go. Um, 
She's like, why am I wearing a cheerleading outfit? She, she's like, she's like, have I always been wearing this cheerleading outfit? And he's like, in my mind, you always have or something like that. Yeah. Uh, he, he, yeah. He says something like, in my mind, you have been. And then he looks dead at the camera. Breaks, breaks the, the fourth, fourth wall. Says, that blew my mind. Yeah. He, he says, and then he says, very dead serious because this is a figment of my imagination. <laughs> I thought the movie was about to end and I was about to like, this is the greatest film I've that ever seen. That would have seen. been the best ending ever. Um, <laughs> Like, but uh, I legitimately, I, I honestly like from the moment that like he did the whole Superman thing mm-hmm. till the credits, I was pretty much laughing the rest of the movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They really stuck the ending with this shitty, <laughs> shitty yeah. movie. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, it was amazing. Um, yeah, that's just the power of Dean Kane, man. Like, if he wouldn't have been here. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, it would have been a complete waste. But yeah, this movie is uh, quite the anomaly. It's, uh, I'm surprised more people are too long. Yeah. Oh, way too. The, that's one thing. And it's is, only a mi- and it's only an hour and 16 minutes, including the credits. So yeah, the pacing sucks. Like that's like one thing that, uh, yeah, it's very back and forth. Like the second and third act kind of like, you know, the stuff you would see normally in those acts, they kind of go back and forth. It's right, like, right. Yeah. They really, uh, took a hatchet job to it in editing. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Wow. So anything, well, of course, uh, we'll talk, we need to talk about the credits. Uh, if you stick yes. around for the credits, um, basically, uh, JPR as Andy, um, still continues talking, uh, and he basically rags on the cast members and just says mm, random stuff about them. Well, well, first he like talks about, um, <clears throat> himself. He's like, Oh, who did the voice of, uh, Andy? And you know, they show a picker of JPR, Joel, Paul, Reisker, whatever his mm. last name is. And uh, he's like, and they do kind of a bit that, I mean, it was kind of funny or it would have been, but uh, where then the cats like makes fun of JPR mm. uh, talking about uh, Andy's first says that he's a big time director or whatever, which Producer. I thought, oh, Jesus right, Christ. Right. And then the cat is like, no, he's not. He's small time. What are you talking about? Uh, so I appreciated that. And then uh, he's like, the cat says something like, oh, no wonder you sound like an idiot to Andy. And then they show who did the voice of the cat. And it's the same person. And then the cat's like, oh, wait a minute. Uh, let's just talk about the actors. See, that's <laughs> JPR being cute. Oh, my goodness. So, I mean, I thought like it was a, it was a, it was a cute idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then when they talk about the actors, they talk about Dean Cade and he's like, yeah, let's talk. It was so weird. Like JPR must want to fuck Dean <laughs> Cain so bad because he's like, oh, let's talk about Dean Cain. You know, he played Superman, uh, uh, back in the day this, and then they go, uh, he's 50 now, but man, you wouldn't know it looking at him. He still looks great. And look at that hairline. <laughs> God. Like God. What? Oh, what? APR, my goodness. And then they, they show Tara Reid, and they talk about how she's been in Sharknado movies recently. And then they said, oh, and she was in American Pie. Why are you telling kids about this American Pie movie? Yeah, well, I, hmm. I think I think JPR at this point is amusing himself. I think he's amusing himself oh, for sure. a lot. He's popping the, the boys film. in the back. Yeah. <laughs> As we say in the wrestling biz, he's popping the boys. Oh, in the wouldn't back. it be awful if, like, after he's like dumb, he goes back and he goes hangs out with like, uh, you know, Dennis Villanueva and uh, all the other big time directors, and it's like, <laughs> hey, look what I got, uh, and he's like friends with them and not like the 
the Weasley fuck that we think he is. <laughs> right. And then uh, they talk, they show the mom. I, it doesn't say anything mean about her or anything weird. I think he just says that she was like very nice to everybody, I, mm-hmm. I think is actually what he says. And then they show um, uh, Keela, who plays Tori, the cheerleader that's in love with Dean Cannon. That's what he says. Keela says, praise Jesus. And he's doing this in the voice of Andy the Hedgehog the whole time. Right. He's like, Keela says, praise Jesus a lot. Like a lot. <laughs> just like, what? <laughs> When we make the Obscurity Now movie, whatever that might be, <laughs> we're going to make fun of the credits in the end, just like just like they did here. It's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> and I think maybe the best part is they show the dumb cheerleader. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember her name. Trixie. Was she Tori? Trixie. Trixie. Okay. So they show Trixie. And of the actress, he talks about how that actress hit the mother's car uh, in real life. Oh, wow. Uh, Oh, you didn't, you didn't stick around for the whole... Okay, so I stuck around for the whole thing. Yeah. So, yeah. And then the cat goes, really? And he's like, yeah, the car was even parked and she just, bam, right oh into gosh. her. gosh. Wow. So now I'm like, well, this is why he was so nice about uh, the mother when he, she was on screen. You right. know, he doesn't try to avoid a lawsuit or something. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I guess JPR does, does not believe in kayfabe. He's just going to spill the beans on all the... Yeah. All of his cats. Dude. And yeah, you're right, because then they show the two bad guys mm-hmm. and, you know, he says, uh, oh, uh, you know, Bubba's actually played by Ernest so-and-so mm-hmm. and Trolley's played by blah, blah, blah. He talks about how they're really nice guys in real life and whatever. So, yeah. Um, and I think that's the last uh, of the actors that they show. And then they cut, you know, to regular scrolling credits. <laughs> and Wow. What yeah. an adventure. Um, well, here, let me, uh, let me run the, the bumper and then we'll, uh, quit answer the question. All right. This is the part of the show where we decide if, uh, the movie or whatever it is that we just watched gets tossed into the black hole of obscurity or remembered for all of time. So you hell Velasquez. Should Andy the Talking Hedgehog be tossed in the pit of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Or should it be remembered for all of time? Man, uh, this I is know, a tough one because it's, really it's like, it's not a good movie, right? No. Uh, but the question really is, is it so bad that it's good or is right. it just regular That's bad? That's the real question. And there are times where it really is so bad that it's good. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I'm going to give it a yes, actually. I think I'm going to give it a yes because I think like the end, like really, <laughs> I hate to say this, you felt, I felt rewarded for sticking it <laughs> to the end. I 100% agree. Um, like most of it, I, as a filmmaker myself, I was insulted by like just the right. terrible <laughs> like technical abilities and even the, the poor script writing and uh, the weird yeah. dialogue choices. But yeah. But yeah, Dean, <laughs> stupid <laughs> Superman reference at the end. Dean Kane breaking the fourth wall, like uh, all- and, and Dean Kane's breakdown. Some of his breakdown is just mm. like I, I don't. It really felt like a different movie. Like if you just added ominous music to the scenes where he's having his breakdowns, mm-hmm. like it would feel like you're watching a thriller. You just uh, gave me a good idea for some uh, YouTube videos. Uh, hopefully, that, you know, <laughs> assuming they won't get copyright claimed, but uh, I don't think you have to worry. <laughs> So, wow, I can't believe we are going to save um, Andy, (laughs) the talking hedgehog. So here comes the bumper. 
in accordance to Obscure to Now, the most important streaming YouTube podcast in all of the internet, you shall be remembered. Yes. Good show. Good, good show. Ooh, what a... I, th- I think we may need to rename the podcast to No Credibility Now because... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I could see like, all right, this probably would have been a lot more fun like if you and I were in the same room with some drinks like watching this yeah, so we could yeah, hear sure. each other make fun of it. And that's uh, what I would encourage any of you who decide to watch this to do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, all, it's on Tubi, so it's free anyway, and you only have to sit through one commercial. <laughs> uh and uh, and then also yeah. hearing all the the facts like behind the film uh, you know the uh ego maniacal maniac that is jpr i mean this was an adventure it was an adventure yeah it's man like i i think you hit the nail on the head that the w- way to do this is do it watch it like you would the room with some friends it, it, it's not on the same level as the room no. the room is no, definitely no. more enjoyable right. overall mm-hmm. but i will say like the uh <laughs> Because the end shit with like Dean Kane and the Superman references and him breaking the fourth wall, it's so like sudden mm-hmm. and it's out of nowhere. I, I yeah, yeah. It's it's I don't know. It's both out of nowhere and not out of nowhere. Yeah, expected you, you know, and not expected somehow. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the weirdest thing. And then like the mom, it, it just gets absurd. Like the mom is suddenly wearing like this cheerleading outfit. Does she? So has this school had the same cheerleading outfits since like for the last 40 years? Did she just take one of the spare ones from her daughter? Like what is going on here? Uh, A lot of questions. Yeah, uh, all the, the weird little, I mean, I guess JPR just amusing himself. Um, like with uh, when Dean came, when they try to explain the cheerleading outfit, like, I mean, they had to put some work into that because they would have to go and like hunt down an adult sized cheerleading outfit and then write it in the script why she's even wearing it. Yeah. It's like, ah. I mean, she's she's pretty much the same size as these girls, yeah, though. True that. True that. Um, like, like, like the 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 head cheerleader that was uh, mean to her is I think they're both like the same height. Mm-hmm. So I wonder because the cheerleaders were also in the shot. Um, yeah, they were in the so background. Yeah, I, yeah. 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 So it wasn't one of their outfits, but. Yeah, man, just, I, I don't know. This is, uh, watch with someone, have some drinks, plow through the first, you know, minutes. 30, 45 minutes. And yeah. then once you get to, like, Dean Keen's breakdown, it starts to get right. a lot more bearable. Right, when it becomes a psychological uh, study. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Great. Oh. There's lots of things we didn't even touch on. I recommend watching it, like, when Trixie thinks that Tori is dead. When she faints, when uh, the hedgehog starts talking and she starts taking pictures with her, like selfies with her, like that was weird, weird stuff, weird stuff for sure. Yeah. Well, uh, anything else we need? I mean, I think we can close the book on uh, Andy, the talking hedgehog for now. Yeah, I think uh, we can close the book. All right. Speaking of books, I have a free digital preview of my uh, soon-to-be crowdfunded comic book. At least I hope. I haven't even started uh, Escape to Earth. It's uh, eight full-color pages. Uh, All I need is an email. You can uh, direct message me on um, Twitter, on the at Reptilian Media uh, Twitter, or you can just uh, shoot us an email. I mean, all the links are going to be below in the description, or even comment, if you will. Uh, anything uh, going on with your projects you want to add, you help? 
Um, well, I do want to say I have read, because uh, I don't think I've talked to you since I read Escape to Earth. No. I don't think I've talked to you about it. Um, hate it. No, no, no. It was really <laughs> good. Uh, it, it, I mean, it's only eight pages, so if, I guess saying it flies by is maybe not the comp as complimentary as it might sound initially. But yeah, man, like I went through it super quick. Uh, it was really well done. Uh, the lettering is terrible, but uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Steve did the lettering for the first time letterer. Uh, no, dude, I like it felt like I was reading, you know, a professional, oh, thanks, uh, well done comic book. Uh, I'm, I'm really proud of you, man. You, you did a really great job. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. We'll just have to, hopefully everyone will check out the crowdfunder once it's up there. But, uh, yeah. how's the, but, uh, uh, no, as far as my project, yeah, I, uh, mm -hmm. man, I hated the script that I had written. So I ended up called JPR and he, uh, took no, no, I, I literally, I literally shift deleted the file. I didn't even want to wow, use it as a reference geez. and I just rewrote the whole thing. Um, so yeah, it's six pages now, which is good cause it's shorter. Yeah. Uh, it's better. Now the downside is I have to try and edit this, uh, by this week. I'm supposed to put this out Saturday for my, to keep my sponsorships happy. <laughs> hey, so, somebody yeah, actually so. showed up in the chat. Uh, See Detroit Retro Gamer. Uh, we are. We're we're potting <laughs> we're just, just potting for, you, for buddy. you. I thought you were saying popping. I'm like, yeah, you damn right, we're popping. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, new video should be on the history of Perfect Dark. Should be out next Saturday or this Saturday, I guess. Yeah. And speaking of new videos, I guess we will have to talk uh, off air about what to do uh, next week. But um, once we get closer to thanks uh, Thanksgiving. We're going to be discussing Thanks Killing's Thank, Day. Thanks Killing. Yeah. yeah, Thanks Killing. Awesome film. Uh, if you guys are going to watch it ahead of time, don't watch it with children around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and actually don't watch Andy the Talking Hedgehog with children around either. There's uh, a lot of talk yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you watch this with your uh, toddler or seven-year-old or whatever, you're just going to turn them into a little fat-shaming asshole that uh, talks to strangers. So <laughs> don't <laughs> Detroit retro oh, gamer Detroit yeah, retro says gamer. we're undersubbed and yeah. Thanks so much for, uh, for dropping by. You'll have to come by earlier next time, or maybe you were there the whole time, just not texting. I don't know. Um, but, uh, but thanks for dropping by either way. And we will see everyone or just hear uh, everyone uh, next week as we continue to unearth more obscure media. See you next time. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscurity, Obscurity Now. Now.